Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and he shall be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 34 is on page 380. I will always give thanks unto the Lord. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O praise the Lord with me, and let us magnify his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Yea, he delivered me out of all my fear. They had an eye unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Lo, the poor crieth, and the Lord heareth him. Yea, and saveth him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord tarrieth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O taste and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye that are his saints, for they that fear him lack nothing. The lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall want no manner of thing that is good. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that lusteth to live, and would fain see good days? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips that they speak no guile. Issue evil and do good, seek peace and ensue it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. The countenance of the Lord is against them that do evil, to root out the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a contrite heart, and will save such as be of a humble spirit. 
Great are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of all. He keepeth all his bones, so that not one of them is broken. But misfortune shall slay the ungodly, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord delivereth the souls of his servant, and all they that put their trust in him shall not be destitute. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 64th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil. Make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him. You meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, for we have sinned. In these ways we continue, and we need to be saved. But we are all like an unclean thing, and our righteousness and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and have consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And we are, and all we are the work of your hand. Do not be furious, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, we all are your people. Your holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness, Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and beautiful temple, where our fathers praised you, is burned up with fire, and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Will you restrain yourself because of these things, O Lord? Will you hold your peace and afflict us very severely? Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said, so I swore in my wrath, 
they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has poured upon us the new light of thine incarnate word, grant that the same light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by the Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. I was just uh, thinking how lucky we are. I, I remember many, many years in my faith, I um, would try to come up with a study of the Bible and some prayer time, and it just hits me as we're doing this today that uh, that we'll have read today, if we've been in both the morning and evening prayer, we'll have read two Old Testament passages, two New Testament passage passages, and about three Psalms. Uh, we got to hear Bishop speak this morning, and it won't be as good tonight, but it'll still be better than um, some things that we sometimes used to get, uh, which was nothing. So um, bear with me today, and I think this, this, these passages are uh, excellent. I'm also reminded of, um, if you were an older brother or sister, you'll, you'll be on one side of the story. And if you were a younger brother or sister, you'll be on the other side of the story. But I remember um, my, my great ability when my sister was younger, and then my next, my younger brother, was to convince them that a, a nickel was better than a dime because it was bigger. And uh, of course, as they grew up, they realized that that was uh, probably a type of abuse of some kind. But anyway, it was definitely misinformation. But I think that's important because what we're looking at is the world is offering us uh, a nickel and, and God's offering, I'm not going to use a dime, well, I'm going to use a dime because of my analogy, but God's offering us twice as much and actually more than that than the world's offering us. But sometimes we think what, what the world offers is bigger. So what we see in Isaiah is a prayer for the Lord to take over and come back and, and uh, demonstrate his power as he did in the days before as they're coming out of um, exile. And so what in this in this passage, it's a really uh, interesting passage because they recognize the serious problem and symptoms of spiritual hardnesses and how it the, the ravages of living in sin. And um, it, they even said in verse five, you are indeed angry for we have sinned in these ways we continue and we need to be saved. And I'm going to read that verse again and we need to be saved. But we are all like an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are like filthy rags. That means anything that we offer, anything that worlds offer, is like a filthy rag compared to uh, to what uh, God offers. And I think one translation I heard of Philippians said that God, I mean, excuse me, uh, Paul called it dung compared to everything else. So then it leads to this admission uh, of our role before God. And it, it says, we all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And then it comes to this this stunning verse. I, you know, if I had a Bible and I was doing it the old way, I'd highlight that and remember the, this verse coming up in verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, you are our potter, and all, and all we are are the work of your hand. And it reminds me when I first started morning and evening prayer when um, bishops challenged us way long ago 
to do it for a, for a while and see if it uh, changed us. And one of the things he said is we have to remember who God is and who we are in relation to God. And they've done this so well in this passage. So getting back to my analogy of the dime and the nickel, we're looking at Hebrews. And I think what's happening, because we know that they've written this letter to the Jewish people, and some of them are struggling as Christians because they have this uh, tradition that was this rich, rich tradition of, uh, of um, prayer and study and uh, following of law. And now they're being offered something even better. And they're and probably and maybe like we would be, too. They were they're a little confused. So so the writer of Hebrews is is telling them that, um, you know, don't settle for this nickel when you when you can have the dime. It's actually probably don't settle for the nickel when you, well, again, you can't do money here because it just doesn't work right. But it, what happens is, and what they're talking about in this passage, they're talking about the rest, which the obedient um, have come into the rest and the disobedient forfeit. So even uh, as they went through the exodus, the disobedient were swallowed by the earth and they weren't allowed and the others of the disobedient were not allowed into the promised land or into the rest. So Joshua and Moses led the people into an earthly rest, and Jesus leads us to eternal rest in the real promised land. So we're not going to take this fake one in, in, uh, in lieu of the real thing. And so um, it, as we move through Hebrews in verses 11 and 12, it emphasizes our accountability um, because we've heard the word of God and we know what it is. And we know that it's it's powerful. And, and I love verse 12. That's another one of my memory verses when I first became a Christian was, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. And I think um, when we talk to people about, you know, how did you how did you start, you know, I guess one of the questions is, how did you get into this Anglican thing? And so many of us came from a different background. And what happened was we, we kind of sat and listened. And, and as we sat and participated and listened, the words of God came into our heart and through his spirit, it, it started to change us. And I think um, that we, that's what we wanted. And uh, some of us realized that the first time we came to this, to an Anglican traditional type lit liturgy, um, others of us, it took a while. I think I told you before, but I'll just tell you that we went visited for St. Matt's the first time. My wife, Nina, grew up in the Orthodox Church. And as we're driving home, and remember, it's a 41-mile trip for us, we get onto the 55 freeway, and she says, I've never felt so peaceful in my life. And my response was, I guess we're coming back next week. And so the what we offer and what we experience is so much better than anything the world has. And, you know, here I am trying to sell you who already know that. And so the main thing to remember, and, and I'm going through all this, what God offers and what the world offers, but the main thing that God offered us and the most important thing is that uh, Moses and Joshua had a high priest, but we have a great high priest who has already done everything for us. So the most important thing for us to hang on to is our faith in Jesus and our um, steadfastness in worshiping and following him. Let's go to the intercession on page 590. And tonight we'll do we'll start with our own private intercessions and then we'll pick up with the actual prayer on page 590. 
And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The thanksgiving right below that together. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies for our being, our reason, and all other endowments of faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, raiment, and all other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of the Holy Spirit, for the continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of, of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these thy blessings to us and to give us grace to show our thankfulness and a sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercessions we received all of them, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, Barb and Rochelle and Aaliyah for reading. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Happy New Year.